Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio has begun. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabe Morancy. Football Friday countdown is on. The final four set. Of course, Sunday, 3:05, 3:05 Eastern time is a kickoff. We'll be breaking down uh, tonight, and uh, we'll be breaking it down an hour before the game. We'll be in studio at two o'clock. Uh, me and Corey Parson, and uh, and I understand uh, word on the street is Venture is coming. We'll 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 see. We'll see. If he doesn't have a wedding uh, to go to or something like that. Uh, but uh, Cam Cam and company will be on watching the late game between the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, this is one of our final opportunities to break these games down. Steve Merrill uh, will be joining us at uh, 410 or so. And uh, we've got Babano a little bit uh, later on uh, joining us to get some uh, multiple opinions about this, uh, about this uh, final four in the National Football League. Well, Gabe, I'll tell you one thing. Our opinion's not going to change. It's already been done. We smashed Kansas City. There's no going back. I'm not looking for a middle or anything else. And uh, and I told you about my four-game 13-point uh, teaser that I smashed, too. So uh, there's really no going back. Uh, the bets are in, and uh, hopefully they go our way. But uh, I told you, right after uh, the game, when uh, New England beat the Chargers, the minute the Can- when Kansas City's line came out and I got that money line low at 45, I just... Bing, just sm- hit it, and I thought it was going to be an overreaction to New England doing what they did against the Chargers, and I like the situation, and we all know, Gabe, we talk about it all the time, New England, different team at home and on the road, completely different. No, they really are. Just 3-5, and five, of course, on the road uh, this year. 1-4 in their last five road playoff games. 0-3 oh, in their last uh, three road uh, playoff games. There's been a recipe for uh, for Belichick and Brady and the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl and playing on the road has not been part of the recipe. Now it doesn't mean you know we you can never underestimate these guys and I think sometimes I have and um, you know I, I get it in the regular season but to me the Patriots are a lot like Alabama and Alabama are really good but it's different when you're playing against elite teams right so Alabama cruised through the SEC and the SEC is a good conference but. They're not facing the likes of Clemson, and they're not facing the likes of, uh, of, of you know, the Oklahomas. And, you know, they were able to beat Oklahoma, but, eventually, you know, they lost to Clemson. So it's sort of like the Patriots. I talk about it all the time. They play in an easy division, man. They play against the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. And you look at other divisions. Other divisions will be bad, but they don't remain bad. Like, there's been other divisions that have been extreme bad. Like, I remember the NFC West years ago. Remember Seattle won like seven and nine or eight and eight. They won a division. Yep. The NFC West, I think it was deemed the worst division ever. And then, <laughs> no, it really was. Yep. Like historically it was. And then, but then the NFC and then we rolled the Saints. Once. 
Yeah. We wrote the, the Saints in the Marshawn Lynch game. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch became a star that day. And then the, yep. the NFC South once really was like the worst division ever. And oh, the, yeah. The least. The AFC, the AFC South with Tennessee, Houston, Jacksonville, and Indy. There was a year, dude. Horrible. Where, like, they were all like bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the AFC East is just sort of consistently mediocre. It's not like pathetic, but it's mediocre. Yeah, you know, like the Bills might be nine and seven one year. The Dolphins might be nine and seven one year. Yeah. Every ten years, the Jets will be good, but there's no like legitimate ever threat to the Patriots. Like they really do have nope. six, pretty much six free games a year. Like, the only division game they lost this year was the stupid game they lost on that like free play against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if they had the right personnel on the field, that wouldn't have happened in the fluke. But you're right. I'd say even a little bit below average, game because it's easier. You know, in the other divisions, yeah, teams tend to beat each other up. And, you know, the game games are a lot closer. But, yeah, New England rolls. You get to deal with the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills. Yeah, it's a party for these guys. But hopefully after TB retires, things will change, friend. Yeah, but when's he going to retire? Hopefully uh, in a year or two. I'm hoping very soon. I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs will hit him hard this weekend. He'll decide never to come back. <laughs> He'll get wishful thinking. The thing with Brady is he won't like losing. So he's not the type of guy that will stick thing. around. Yeah, if he's he won't go out best. on a loss. No, He'll go out on his it. terms. You're so right. Like he's I not going to be. It's not like uh, Brady's 6-10 and 10 now and he's still hanging on. He's not going to be that guy, right? No, so you're right. When, he's, he's when he stops winning, he'll start to realize. Like, And he can't. Yeah, this year, what, he, still, he played well. You know, they, they, it wasn't their best year. He doesn't have a ton of weapons. He's slipping a bit, but uh, it's really Belichick. Uh, it's on Belichick to really get him talent, right? And that's the whole thing. And that's, that's why I like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just a better football team. They have better players. They have more players that are better. Like, they're just deeper. They're better. They're younger. They're faster. They're everything. So, they you know, the only way they don't win is if somehow Belichick pulls a miracle out of a hat, but... I don't see it. He's not a miracle worker, this guy. He's a good coach, but he's not a miracle worker. I just don't think the Patriots will be able to stop the Chiefs on their home field. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Damian Williams is going to be a factor in the game as well. Uh, I, I the way he was running in the game against the Colts, and we know they can they can get to some action. They can get to the quarterback, but I, I thought he was been fantastic with them. They're finding holes for him. He's been elusive and good. That opens things up. Tyreek Hill. We all know they're going to have to. They can run so many different plays, misdirections, end arounds. He's so damn fast. It's going to be a nightmare for them. And then hence it opens up things. Travis Kelsey's going to get the balls, and Sammy Watkins. Now that he goes in there, he might actually have a huge game because people are trying to pay attention to the other stars on that team. That's the thing. You can't cover everybody. There's going to be openings for KC to exploit the secondary of the Patriots. Well, the Patriots have beaten the Chiefs so many times, it seems. I don't know. It's probably only been a couple. But, it, you know, how many times have they played in the playoffs? Yeah, at least two, three times over the years. Two or three, yep. Yeah, and it's always the same thing. And it was always the same players. It was like Alex Smith, no wide receivers, Travis Kelsey, very one-dimensional. You know, very one-dimensional, and the Chiefs always hung around still. And they'd lose by seven all the time. You know, they'd lose by ten. They'd play it safe to close to the vest. They'd end up losing. This is a completely different Chief team. Like, the, I just don't think the Patriots will be able to keep up offensively. Like, the Chiefs, look, last week, you know, the Chiefs got off to the quick start. Then they did get shut down in the second half. The Colts did do a good job slowing them down. But the Chiefs still exploded early and built that cushion. 
and then just started running the ball. They got a little bit too uh, a little bit too conservative, I thought. They let the Colts hang around in a football game. Uh, Reeds can't get conservative here, but I've, I've got, listen, I like the Chiefs better than I like the Rams. The Rams are the one that worries me a little bit, but I am going to take the Rams. Like, more on teasers, though. Yeah, I think it's a game you have to tease. Uh, now I'm seeing threes. We did, not even getting the hook. I, if you can get that hook to Gabe, ten and a half, I feel a lot more confident. And the more I think about this game, the more I think both home teams are going to win. I think the Saints are going to win. I think the Chiefs are going to win. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like the Rams getting extra points. They need the you need the extra points though because I think uh, you know if, if if New Orleans wins, I probably think it's going to be between right on the number and seven or eight points. I don't think they can get the double digits. So hey, we talk about it. if the games are going to be close. Teasers aren't good. We know we talked to Mark Lawrence, everybody about it. We get it. We get it. Teasers, teasers. But when the lines are sharp, teasers are okay. And well, Whale Capital brought a little... up a great point about teasers and 80%, 81% with these teasers. In the playoffs. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. They're different. They're different in the playoffs. Um, that's uh, that, that's the difference. They're, they're, they're different in the playoffs, the teasers. Yet, it, you know, they can be dangerous, man. There have been a lot of blowouts in these championship games. I just don't see it this year. Just It's a different, you know, different scenario this year. You know, you've got the, the top two seeds in each conference. They're essentially the best teams. There's sort of been, like, surprise teams in the past, and then you get blowouts. You know, Carolina destroyed uh, Arizona in the NFC Conference Championship game a couple of years ago. But I don't, you know, I can see the Chiefs winning – and, you know, your teaser could be in a little bit of trouble there, I think. It wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs ambushed these guys and the wheels just fell off on the Patriots. You know, what? like, remember when Clemson beat Alabama? And once it, yep. once it started to happen, it was on. You know what I mean? It was on. And I think it'll sort of be the Chiefs have a lot of frustrations, bro, over the years, man. Think about it. Like Andy Reid, postseason failures and... Travis Kelsey's been in the league uh, forever. Barry's been in the league. Sammy Watkins. Like, there's a lot of dudes, man, that have, you know, they've lost to the Patriots. They've fallen short. They've been knocked out of the playoffs. It's it's very emotional. They're going to have to keep their emotions in check. But I don't like the start times of these games, but it makes it even more dangerous for the the Patriots. Dude, those people are going to be freaking wasted, man. Like, it's going to be cold. They're going to be wasted. Uh, it's going to be. Yeah. You know what yeah. it reminds me of? It reminds stay me alive of in the cold. Yeah. Heavy drinking. drinking. Hot toddies. Exactly. Whiskey. The, you, need those, uh, you need those special liquors, Gabe, the, the ones that warm you up. And out of all the. <laughs> the hot ones. Out of all the markets in the National Football League, the Kansas City's right up there. Like, as far as cities that love oh, yeah. their team. Like, you know, you got Buffalo. Which oh, yeah, for is sure. Like, the city is I the agree. Buffalo Bills. Kansas City is there. What they don't even what are they? They got Kansas City Royals, you know. But even though the Royals won the World Series, we all know it's a Chief Town, right? Yeah. Like it's all yeah, about the Chiefs, is. dude. They haven't been in the Super Bowl it since always like, has been. Stramp. They haven't been in the Super Bowl like in ever, see, and a yeah. lot of people's lifetimes. Garner talked about it, Gabe. The Arrowhead has been a menacing, menacing place for many, many years. Like I remember Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare, and the way they used to beat down Seattle. And yeah, Arrowhead was a just nightmare when Derek yeah, Thomas was running overrated. wild. Like, look, yeah, they hadn't won a playoff, now playoff game since Joe Montana. You know what it was like? It was like back. Soldier Field in Chicago. Soldier Field used to be impossible to win at. And then for years, it was like, whatever. They're not that good. And it was, it was strange. Kansas City lost some of that home, home luster, but they've definitely gotten it back. 
They've definitely gotten it back. It's a rocking environment. It's going to be a late-night game. It's dark. It's nighttime. It reminds me of Philadelphia last year where, you know, there's psychos in Philadelphia and there's just so much emotion built up. And it's like, wow, after all these years again, they're going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I wish I had that feeling as a Buffalo Bill fan, but I feel that coming right now for, for Kansas City. Yet, like I said, the other game, it wouldn't shock me if Saint fans went home a little disappointed. I think there's, there's too many people just penciling in the, the Saints because they're at home. You know, I think the Ram man, Sean McVay's 14-3 and three, uh, on the road as a head coach straight up. He's a good road coach. The Rams are a good road team. And... You know, we talk a lot about C.J. Anderson and what he did last week and what he did, you know, in the regular season, helping him out. Yet, got to be careful this week, Cam. I was, I've been hearing people talk about the props and stuff for Anderson. I think it's 53 and a half yards. And under. I think it's a little high, man. You know, you're... you're it is. He's gonna he had be, a great game last week, time. but it is girly time. I they agree. were they were resting girly last week. They were comfortable in that game. Yes. The, they, the Rams Correct. were more in control than the final score indicated. The Cowboys scored late. The Rams were never really in, in real scare last week. Gurley's a little banged up. Anderson was running ball down their throat every play. They're, you know, they were like, just stay here, stay here. And now, Cam, exactly, they're going to unleash Gurley in this game. I think they're going to throw the ball, too. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to pick on Eli Apple. They're going to unleash Gurley. And they're going to say, you know what? Gurley's going to say, man, whatever it takes. You know, they'll get through the game. And then they'll have another bye week going into the Super Bowl to get Gurley going again. But I actually think there's so much talk on Gurley, so much talk about Anderson, so much talk about Kamara, and, oh, both teams have been running the ball. I don't think so, dude. I think it's going to be like the first time they played where both quarterbacks threw for like 350 yards. Like Teddy Covers was with me this morning. He played the angle of smash mouth, game goes under, I don't know, dude. I think Rams, Saints uh, in a dome, trip to the Super Bowl on the line. You, they're throwing let it, it all. Hang out. They're, they're throwing it to let it all. Hang they're out. not suddenly getting. You think Sean McVay is suddenly getting conservative? Going to be conservative? No. As is. I know. I actually. He's one you know from dude, the Super like Bowl, on, and he's playing a exactly. riverboat gambler in Peyton, who's running fake punts on his thirty. But Sean McVay is like exactly. He's going to say, if we play it safe, we're losing. He's going to go in there. I bet you the Rams are running reverses and, like, flea flicker bombs. Buddy. I bet you the Rams are aggressive. Want to hear this one? How about a prop bet? Fake punt by the Rams. Johnny Hecker is the best fake punt thrower in, in the National Football League. They do it all the time. That guy throws a beautiful, beautiful ball. He never gets rattled. That, that's, Gabe, that's a, a lot of punters, they try to do it. <laughs> yeah, you like that way. We, we bring it to the table. That's, and that's red heat I'm telling you. Well, they're well you know what? They do it all they, they do it all the time, man. It's always Peyton. I like the opposite in the Rams to try to that, especially on the road to really silence the fans. Don't be don't be surprised if McVay and his bag of tricks like a magician comes up with it. And I'll tell you something, when they do it, they usually execute it. Hecker is amazing at that play. He is so calm, and he throws a beautiful ball for a punter. He's one of the most dangerous out there. Just throwing it out there, pal. If I, I like find it, style. I'm doing it. Um, Thank you. You know what? I got It's hard to find that stuff. Like it, they're out there, yeah, but I know, that it's stuff like you got to really dig it on. For. What's it it's under? A, yeah, you got to scroll, exactly. scroll, like, scroll. Yeah, like you got. It's like reading a long novel, and after a while, your head hurts. It's like, oh, why can't I find that prop? But I think that'll be anyway, like under I'll be looking game for it. props. Like, yeah, it will be. Like, there's another one too that I've seen. I know they have this prop. I just don't know where it's going to be listed. It'll probably be like miscellaneous game props, depending like. 
we'll find it. We'll, we'll talk about the props a lot today here. Is will there be a fourth down conversion? That's a prop yes. that, you know, you'll see. And there will be. Like you said, you got two psycho coaches. They'll Man, coaches go for it all the time now. Hell, Jason Garrett went for it last week. You know what I mean? Like, coaches, they, it's the new NFL. You have to go for it. And, you know, that that's a good one. But it's tough to, like, what the hell's that listed under? Or not, it might be, be under, like, will Johnny Hecker props. attempt a pass attempt or something? Like, it, it, it'll, it'll be worded yeah, in yeah, a different yeah. way. I'm just, I'm just telling you that there's uh, going to be game props, some game kind props. of fake. There will be some kind of Rams fake. And I'm, I and I really believe it. I yeah. You talk about Peyton McVeigh will McVeigh will bring out every trick in the book like he's a magician in Vegas. Trust me, he's not going down swinging. You said it. All these both of these coaches, they love to be the smart guy. They love they love to they love to do crazy creative things. And when you're uh, when a birth to the Super Bowl is on the line, buddy, it's gonna happen. I'll tell you right now. And on the other side, we're gonna go to a break in a minute. Uh, Steve Merrill's gonna join us at 4:30. So Merrill will join us at 4:30. Yep. We'll see if uh, Yang can uh, turn turn it up, Yang. Me and Cam are old. We can't hear the music. Are you shredding? We'll take a look at the props. I'm looking at the Kansas City Chiefs on the alternate line. Chiefs minus 10, plus 200. We'll hit... From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, we're talking National Football League Final Four, a fantastic four. The top of four offenses in the National Football League, uh, throwing it down. And, you know, they say uh, defense wins championships. I'll, I'll live with that. We'll talk about that uh, breaking down the Super Bowl, in which the higher-ranked defense has won you know, basically 75, 80% of the Super Bowls. You could just blindly almost bet it, yet you need a combination. You know, you need to be able to score to get to the Super Bowl. That's that's the difference. Once you get to the Super Bowl, it's true. You know, you have, you have a couple of weeks to prepare for the team. You can really lock in, you know, what they want to do. But, um, you know, getting to the Super Bowl, now what's, what's interesting as far as the totals are concerned, the last seven AFC Conference Championship games – Six of them have gone under the number. And the last 10 NFC Conference Championship games, seven of them have gone over. I don't, you know, I can't, I don't really know what to make of that. I was sort of thinking that, well, a lot of the AFC teams are in really bad weather places, if you think about it, Ken. Right? Like Denver has made it to two Super Bowls. The weather's bad in Denver in the playoffs. New England's hosted a bunch of these stupid AFC Conference Championship games. Yep, they get Uh, weather. Pittsburgh's bad weather. NFC is the nicer weather. And domes. Atlanta's been to a Super Bowl dome. Uh, New Orleans dome. dome. 
Uh, Seattle. Ah, it rains. You know what I mean? Not it's too not, bad, yeah. 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 It's a lot like vicious. Carolina nice. went over the number when they smashed Arizona in nice weather. San Francisco, nice weather. It's just so, I think that's really what it comes even, down to. Even Arizona. Every time I see hot. When Arizona, Arizona good. good call. Good call. Like Nice and warm. Even like every, every time, like, you know, I'm a trend guy, but I will counterbalance it and say, all right, why is the trend like this? So when I look at that, I'm like, yeah, it's six and one of the under, but whatever, man. Jacksonville were in the game last year, and, you know, they played in the snow two years ago there. And you go down the list, but I'm not buying it. I think we're going to have some points scored. So uh, we did a poll on the morning after uh, which, which professional or college sports team do you hate the most. And uh, the Patriots and the Yankees were the two hated, most hated teams. We couldn't get every team on the list. Like the, the Red Sox would have been hated too. But the Patriots were right up there. But there's one Patriot fan that nobody hates. Clam Chowder. Chowder. What's up, Clam Chowder? Hey, guys. You're getting ready for the uh, uh, AFC Championship game and NFC Championship game. It's going to be rocking. I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, my homeless and uh, yeah, Houston and Barry and blah 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 blah. <laughs> it it every everybody everybody has a, a chapter. Everybody's becoming a a, a a writer this week, writing my the New England Patriots off and keep it on record twenty four fourteen. P-A-T-S, Pats. 24-14, Wow. What an interesting. So it's good to hear from prediction. you, uh, Chowder. You, you yeah. got home safely. Uh, it was good to see you in uh, in New York and New Jersey uh, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. And I've been tweeting crazy for that awesome photo or a uh, uh, photos uh, of Times Square. Please send it at my email. It's the only one that I've been in New York with Clam Chowder. All right. Yeah, I actually have in one of my phones. I have a couple of pictures of you, Chowder, in Times Square. So we'll we'll email it to you. Okay. I appreciate that. And uh, you've got your Twitter back up? You've got your your Twitter back up and rolling? Yeah, so I, are you I, unretired I, I, or like you semi you semi unretired? Like who's gonna retire first? You or Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I think I think it's me. Yeah, yeah. I just got it back up so I could tweet away uh, my email, uh, just in case you uh, uh, see it. And then I'll. All right, no, I've got your email. Yeah, I got your email. Can you send me and, uh, Chowder's email, Gabe? Because I got a couple pictures too that I took of him too that I'd like to give to him too. So hey, we got a whole pack of pictures. Hey, buddy. Say How lots, you doing, say lots of, Good, good. Say lots of hello to Lisa. I got a, a couple of secret kisses on her neck there at, at the subway <laughs> when you were swearing. <laughs> when you were swearing off at that uh, uh, Latino lady. Oh yeah. Yeah, Gabe. You did, I, I told Morenci the lady was really rude to you at the at the at the yeah, place. You know, trying I, to help what, Chowder. She was. Uh, she told me to f off, Gabe, and I was trying to help Chowder get on the, the train there. Didn't really like that too much. Uh, me and Lisa didn't uh, appreciate that. We were just trying to help Clam Chowder out. But what are you going to get? Not much hospitality there at Penn Station. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it that was. station can be a little, uh, yeah, it's a little. Uh, listen, New York's a pretty friendly place, actually. I think New Yorkers are friendly. Yeah, we just ran into, but, a, uh, we just ran into a bad, bad lady. Uh, bad Penn, lady Penn, Station, Penn Station is a, uh, it's pretty much a zoo and a circus in there. Yeah, even yes, a, a yeah. lady was telling off the uh, yeah, nice uh, yeah, uh, 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 counter guy there. Ticket right? guy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's your business, lady? It, it, it has nothing to do with you. Jesus, crackers. There's Optimus <laughs> men all over the place. Jesus. Remember Jesus the show Optimus men? Optimus men? yeah. Remember, Oh, yeah, the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, okay. I thought it was about her, but it was about somebody else. Keep on walking, lady. Mind your own business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But it was nice. It was nice. Thanks a lot. The marvelous Gabriel Morenci and the Aladdin Magic Carpet and the Drusilla, the Basili's Pizza Joint. Yeah, you raided there. It was fun, man. It was off the hook. Nothing happens like that. Nothing. No, no show around. And I keep on saying it. The greatest show on earth, period, man. Those high snobbish, uh, yeah, yeah, media, mainstream people are just that. Bunch of snobs. Well put, Shadow. We appreciate it. <laughs> Bunch of snobs. That's awesome. Those mainstream Jesus crackers. snobs. I like what he said. Yes, exactly. I'm in the clambo. I'm in the clambo. Clambo. All right, Shadow. It's good to hear from you, Shadow. Same here, same here. You, you take it easy on the fairy there, not to bump into real fairies. <laughs> hey, with then you take care, man. You too, buddy. Yeah, Lisa really liked meeting you, Chowder, so hopefully we yeah. can do it again, buddy. Yeah, we'll see hey, you down the road, Chowder. Call, yeah, you know, yeah, call uh, if your Patriots win. We'll, uh, we'll hear from you before the Super Bowl. Yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they don't win, you know, it, it's it's still a, a sportsman game, eh? I'll wear a Kansas City uh, jersey. All right, all right. You're a class act. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll hold like a lot of pet pop like fans. You're, you're a class act. All right, Chatter. We yeah. got to go to Steve Merrill, so take us out, Chatter. Let's all have a great of our secret creamy stars. Feel the passion, 2414, pay ATS pie, hey, meow, 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 within, take it easy, my brother's Gabriel Morris in New York City. Chowder's on his A-game, good call, Chowder. Yeah, in the clam bowl, in the clam bowl. Love what he, he does in needed, the clam bowl. He just needed a couple of weeks off, he needed, he needed a bye week. Good. Good call, Marenzi. Yeah. And Jesus Crackers, that was like my, I, I love it. One of my favorites. Yeah, I was about to hope. I'm like, oh, God, don't tell oh, me. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Jeez, crackers. Crackers. Yes, he said crackers. Corey said it like three times this week. I'm, I'm really? Like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's oh, bring boy. in Steve Merrill right now. Yeah, I don't Steve. think we use any profanity. No. Uh, Steve Merrill uh, joins us, prosportsinfo.com, coversexperts.com. Steve, what's going on, Steve? No curse for you. Yeah, 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 you know. 
Well, listen, it, it can happen uh, spontaneously, but he caught us off guard with yeah. the Jesus crackers. The crackers <laughs> saved him. <laughs> Isn't it funny, Gabe? Like, that's the worst thing you could say nowadays. You say the F word or the SH word, you're okay. But if you say the, the JC word, you're in big trouble with a lot of kids. Yeah, no, you're right. I cringe more. Like, true. Exactly. My co-host said it earlier in the week. I was like, oh. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, man, it would have been better if you would have said shit or something. You know what I mean? Like, right there, like, I, that doesn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Exactly. CNN says the F word now. Right? Yeah. Like, Trump changed everything. His language helped. It changed, like, it's okay. You can't complain. You guys, you, you hear these words all the time now. Um, all right, uh, Steve. So, we're getting down to business here because, you know, we only got about eight minutes uh, here with you. So, uh, interest, interesting games here. And, you know, me and Corey talk about it on the morning show a lot, and me and Cam talk about it. Just because you don't like the Patriots doesn't mean they're going to lose. And I think last week it was sort of wishful thinking. It was a bad spot for the Chargers. You know, another early East Coast start time for them. Another road game. Not to mention, the Chargers always choke, and Brady was 7-0 and against them. I mean, history repeats itself. But history can repeat itself this week in the sense that the Patriots, we've talked about it, they're not a good. Uh, they're not a good road team. Three and five on the road this year. They beat the Bills and Nate Peterman. They beat the Jets. They beat the Bears earlier in the year. They lost five road games. They've lost three straight road playoff games. They're one and four in their last five road playoff games. And in fact, they haven't run a road play. They haven't won a road playoff game since January 14, 2007. It's been uh, 12 years since they won a road playoff game. Yeah, you know, and I think the more you really look at things, yes, they're a great, they are a dynasty. I mean, Brady and Belichick are two of the best ever. But let's remember, for the last decade or two, they've been in the same division with the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills, who have never been any good. So they've automatically had a cakewalk to the one or two seed every season. And you're exactly right. And not only were they not a good road team this year, I mean, they're 9-0 at home, 3-5 and on the road. They had two really bad losses against Miami and Detroit. They gave up over 30 points on the road. But they haven't won a playoff game on the road since 2006, San Diego Divisional game. They haven't won a conference championship, I think, since 05 Pittsburgh. So it's been over a decade that they've even won a playoff game on the road because they just haven't had to do it too often. And then you look at their Super Bowl wins. And we've talked about this a lot, you know, Gabe, in recent years for them in the finals. They haven't blown anybody out in the Super Bowl ever, yet they've lost as a 14-point favorite one time. Their other wins have all been by three points, basically, uh, including they had to come from behind from 25 down a couple years ago. So you compare that to like the Cowboys and the Redskins and the Niners, you know, in the 90s and the 80s, they're not nearly as dominant. And I think once again, if you really look at the overall season of work, the Chiefs were the better team. They're at home. It probably should be more than three. But you do have Brady against a 22-year-old quarterback. It's kind of like the Trevor Lawrence situation in the Clemson game. Mahomes has done everything right all year. He played well again last week. But I can see why that spooks and worries some people. Great call. We were on Clemson. Clemson. Great call. Yeah, I said true. I compared this game to that. I said, yeah. you know, once yeah. and once it starts rolling downhill, um, you know, they're going to really pick up steam. Like you said, Steve, they're a better team with better players. Uh, Mahomes, you know, might be 22, but he's not really a rookie. It's his second year, plus he plays above his age. You know, his father was a big league player. He's been around World Series. He's been in clubhouses. He's like Curry. You know, you, you can't face this kid. And Tyreek Hill is just freaking fast. Like, it's... In the past, too, like you said, they'd beat the Chiefs. It was one-dimensional. Shut Travis Kelsey down. They don't have anything else. Now you got Damian Williams who runs hard. You know, you've got a lethal passing attack with, with Tyreek Hill, you know, who's fastest guy in the league. Uh, you've got the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. You know, Sammy Watkins. It's not bad when Sammy Watkins is your third option to throw the football to. Yep. 
They're a dangerous football team, and they can get after the quarterback. That's the one thing they can do. They're Pass very rush. fast on yep. the D-line. They can get after the quarterback, yep. which you need to do. I think it's a good recipe for Kansas City this week, guys. And the weather factor, I mean, it, it's going to be in the mid-20s. It's going to be cold, but there's no wind. It's looking like 7 miles an hour, 1% precipitation. Both teams, I think that's a wash. Kansas City played in it last week. They might actually be better prepared than New England just because they did it last week. Um, so, yeah, once again, everything looks kind of equal from a scheduling perspective. Everything, you know, they're both off a bye. I like the home field advantage. One thing, guys, that I do think is a little bit of an X factor other than Mahomes being the young quarterback is the turf's being replaced. And I just can't imagine it's going to take with 20-degree weather. You know, I don't know if they have heaters on the field out there or not. I'm not a grass expert, but that, that is a bit of a concern if they're putting down new turf, how that's going to take and if it's going to become loose as the game goes on. It's they got a really good heat that. system there. Very good system. They do. Yeah, the they field won't go system? below 30 okay. degrees. Yeah, yeah, and okay. pretty much every stadium does. I think it's like a league rule. You can't play on a frozen yeah. field. So they, has to, they have to find a way to keep fields, whatever system it is, keep the field at 30 degrees uh, or better. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be you – know, I, I thought the same thing, Steve. I'm like, why the hell are you guys changing the grass? You know what I mean? you got a great season here. You know, yeah. Why now? Like, it's actually you know what I mean? such like, a good You just point. equalize that's, things. Yeah, you just don't. equalize things. Why are they doing what? – that's stepping, insane, actually. Like the cheap you players are playing on the same thing no, for the first time like, like the pot players are. This is not good. Yeah, it was, yeah I agree. Yeah, it won't, won't determine you, you, a game. What about though. your advantage? It's, I don't know, man. That's insane to me. You know your field? Just You already have the weapons there. Yeah, like that's that's not cool. I, who's that, why would they do that? Is the other turf if it's so bad it needed to be replaced, Gabe? Like, that's it's nuts. What a crazy time to do it. Weird. Yeah, Seems I like heard it was pretty cycle. torn up after the Colts game. You know, I didn't see it firsthand, but I heard it was pretty yeah. torn up. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah, the NFL was probably on their ass, you know, about about it, but. Like I said, it seems seems a little strange to me. All right, the next game. I don't know, Steve. Uh, you don't. You already did your Richmond hit, though, right? So we'll take we could take a break, I guess. Or, yeah, or do you hang. have to get I'm out good. of here? All right, good. All right, no, so I'm good, buddy. so we'll we'll jump into this game. We'll hit a little basketball on the other side. But so uh, this this this. Uh, so what do you think? Of, you sounds like you're on the same. You're you're leaning the same side here, Steve. There, there's a lot of variables. If this is the scales of justice and justice for all, the Metallica record cover. Nice. Good the cover. scale seems to be balanced to the Chiefs' side, doesn't it, Steve? Yes. Yeah, I think if you look at the two teams on paper, the Chiefs have been the better team all year. And not only that, they went into New England, who went 9-0 at home, as we just determined, and they almost won that game outright. You know, a late 43-40 loss on a field goal. So they played them equal, if not better, on the road. I don't see why things would change now. But, you know, the Belichick-Andy Reid scenario worries me a little, Gabe. And then I, it's hard to not imagine that the networks don't want Breeze versus Brady as well. And you and I always love a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah I know. Mahomes is pretty popular, though. Yeah, it's One exactly. of those things. Like he's a nobody. He's, it's phenom time, right? So it's not as bad, I don't think. If it was anybody you know, else, think, like Phillip Rivers or something, I'd say yes. But it's Mahomes. They, 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 he's a media darling, too. Well, we got to bring so up, they, too, that... Yeah, well, they, it's L.A., though. They're building a new stadium. It, it, it would help that yeah, market. You know, um, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, and you think about it, they can't really lose either way. Because, look, like you said, okay, you have Goff. You think the NFL is going to cry if they have a rematch of that Monday Night Football game that was the highest scoring game ever? No. Yeah, they'll be happy. The remaining. 
Very happy. Yeah, yeah. They'll be very happy if it's the Rams. I don't think they can lose. Brady Breeze, though, you're right. That's the one that's sort of it's like uh, it's the all-American matchup. All right, quick break. We'll be right back with Steve Merrick. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions ready. Radio continues. I'm Gabriel Morenci, Cam Stewart, uh, Steve Merrill uh, joining us. New York, Toronto, and uh, Virginia uh, in the house uh, right now. And uh, yep. speaking of those Cavaliers playing some good basketball, we'll get to that though in a couple of minutes. Um, take a look at tonight's college basketball board. Not they're playing, but man, they're just covering numbers every every seemingly every night. Virginia Cavaliers. All right, so uh, Rams. Uh, I want to throw this out there. So the Rams, um, the Rams referee is um, Bill Vinovich. Rams are zero and eight all time with Bill Vinovich. Yeah. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, look, they lost the game with Bill Vinovich. He actually did the Saints Rams game this year, and yeah. I don't like Vinovich. He screwed the Bills a few times. This guy, he's yeah. one of their company yeah. guys. That's what concerns he me. He sure is. Good call. Yeah. Good yeah, guy. he's a company guy. He likes the popular the guys. Yeah, you're right. That knows. Yeah, the Patriots. He like, why always seems to. Why are the Rams zero and eight? Like the Rams are pretty good. Like how can it be zero and eight yeah. with this guy? The Saints are five and three. He did the game earlier this year, but the Rams had no complaints. Like there was no bitching about yeah, the they were, was, from that game. No, it was they were in a bad they only spot. Had four penalties. I remember. I, I was on. I was on the. I was on the Saints that week, and I remember I went pretty hard on that. It was just a bad spot for the Rams. Hopefully, I, the, the, it wasn't the refing. It was just bad. They, it was just they came in there. It wasn't very good with the way they were playing the games leading up to it. But I think this time it's going to be a different story. So, Steve, we have two rematches this week, and both the uh, regular season games uh, shot over the number. What do you make of these totals coming in? So we talked about the Chiefs game. I don't think the weather will be a factor. It sounds like we all agree the Chiefs are going to be able to move the football. I think the Pats will be playing from behind. I think there will be points. But a lot of people, including, you know, one of your colleagues over at Covers, we uh, spoke to Teddy Covers this morning. And uh, Teddy Teddy likes a grinding sort of smash-mouth game in the NFC. I'm not so sure, man. You got Sean Payton and Sean McVay. I think that it's going to be a battle of these two sort of psychotic coaches, and these guys are going to air it out. What's interesting, guys, is the look. They had a look ahead lines for all the possible matchups last weekend, and both of these matchups, the projected total was going to be sixty and a half, and they both opened fifty-seven, fifty-seven and a half range, and they both have been bet down to around fifty-six yeah. now. Um, so we're getting about four points lower than what we thought the lines would be, and I think part of the reason, you know, the Chiefs game stayed under, 
they had 24 points at halftime. The first half went over. They just went on autopilot after that, and the Colts just didn't do anything. Um, but they moved the ball fine. New England obviously moved the ball fine. So, yep. yeah, I don't see any reason why those two teams can't score. And then the Rams moved the ball pretty well as well. You know, they really had a double-digit lead most of the second half, didn't have to do too much there either. The one team that struggled again, I think, was the Saints. But keep in mind, they had a double bye. They not only had the week off, but they didn't have to play week 17. And their defense has been much better down the stretch. Other than those last two games against the Steelers and the meaningless game against the Panthers, they held their previous five to 17 points or less. But they've been really good against the run. Uh, They have not been good against the pass for several seasons. So I see no reason why the Rams can't move the ball through the air. Um, teams did start to catch on to L.A. the last couple months, but the Saints aren't a good pass defense. Uh, the Rams aren't going to have another 100-yard rusher like they did last week. The Saints haven't allowed that for a season and a half. They give up only 70-some yards a game. But they give up six and a half yards a pass. They give up like 68% completions. I remember Tampa threw for like 11 yards for pass in that season opener when they beat them. So, yeah, I see no reason why the teams can't move the ball in this game, and it's an indoor element. You know, the elements will not be an issue. It's indoors. And I think it's a little bit of an overreaction to what we've seen in recent weeks. This is a real step up in class for both teams, uh, the opposing offenses they'll be facing. Yeah, it, uh, it, uh, well yeah. said uh, it is. Now, the side is tough here. Um, you know, you can make arguments for both both sides in the sense of at least past history. Sean McVay, 14-3 and three straight up on the road. Okay, you know, maybe the schedule hasn't been as, you know, incredibly tough, but nevertheless, very impressive numbers. Yet the Saints are 7-0 and straight up their last seven home uh, playoff games. So it's a tough place to go in and beat uh, the Saints. Regular season, postseason, I don't care, man. Preseason, it's tough to go in there and win. It's a tough place to play. Can, can, will Jared Goff get through this? I think the beginning of the game is very important. I really do. And, I, you know, normally we always talk about the first points. I'm not talking about the first points so much, but Jared Goff. Sort of like a goalie cam, you know what I mean? It can be shaky. Yeah, he's, he, he he needs, needs to rubber. Like, make a couple of early yeah. saves. Yeah, correct. A nice, nice screenplay early that turns into a sixty-yard gain, and he can take a deep I breath agree. and hey, it's just another game. Because he can get a little jittery. I, I'll buy into that. And I'm a golf Freaky. defender. I believe in him, but he is a little bit jittery, and he's young still, right? So people don't realize he hasn't been starting that long. So. You know what? It's just you know second real year as a full starter essentially with McVeigh here, but he's you know I think McVeigh can guide him through this. But Goff is a big X factor in this game without a doubt. I think everything everyone else will be fine. Goff is an X factor. You know I agree with you, Gabe. We talk about the twenty-two year old Mahomes versus Brady. Mahomes could be MVP of the league this year. I think the real X factor yeah. is definitely Goff. He's taking on Drew Brees, who's quietly been as good as Brady almost during his career. You know, he doesn't get a lot of love, but Brees is an incredible quarterback. You look at his size, too. Is he, like, maybe six foot? So I that's, think the that's thing, the thing, Steve. If you look at game. Brees, he wins another Super Bowl, and it's just, it cements him in that conversation amongst the best ever. And, he's, you know, and he should already be there in the sense that, like you stated, like, who do they always talk about? Oh, Peyton Manning and, uh, and Tom Brady. And, you know, Joe Montana and yesteryear, but – you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, blah, 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 Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. Yeah. Who has the most yards thrown in history as we saw in that record this year? Drew Brees. That's right. I, mean, I think Drew Brees yeah, threw for yeah, more touchdowns. That. Drew Brees. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, you guys yeah. kiss everyone else's ass. This guy's the number one ranked guy, and he's still playing still. <laughs> you know? I forgot he broke that record game until you just said that. That's how little I think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how little love he gets even from me. I mean, he just quietly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. like, you know, he's, he's thrown for more touchdowns yeah. and more, like, more more touchdowns and more yards than anybody. 
But and he even look at the right. receivers. Look at the receivers. Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison as prime, one of the best. All the, like, a lot of the time, Drew Brees was going to Colston, Gabe. Like, that's another thing, man. Like, Well, he's had wet. No, Sean Payton's helped him, though, Kev. Sean, yeah. uh, having a coach has helped him that he has. But, yep. but let's just be real, too. Okay, listen, Brady deserves the pub that he's gotten. I'll, I'll give you that. But, you know, Peyton Manning. But how about this? When Aaron Rodgers, and that's bothered me. They've always said, remember when they played each other in regular season? The two best quarterbacks going ever head-to-head. Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees. He might throw a better football. He might be taller and whatever. If they went to the combine, he might go higher. But who's had a better career? You know, Drew Brees has been more consistent. Rodgers hasn't been in the playoffs in a couple of years. Rodgers bitches all the time. Brees is a more team guy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Team guy. It's Drew Brees. And they kiss Aaron Rodgers' ass. And but, hey, we can't sit here like Drew Brees. We can't sit here like Drew Brees, the victim, though. Hey, the guy does get attention. No, no, no. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> he does. You're just no, upset Aaron Rodgers gets more attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Drew Brees, he, but, but, he but gets name a great love. defensive player. Name a great defensive player Drew Brees has ever had on the roster with him while in New Orleans. I can't think of one. I mean, Darren Sharper comes to mind just because he's in prison now. And yeah. he wasn't even. <laughs> I mean, Good call. The Colts, you know, the Colts, the Colts and Patriots have been suspect on defense, but the Colts had some stud players still on the defensive Reggie line. Reggie Wayne, and, you know, it, Marvin Harrison, yeah. good line, yeah, everything. Well, yeah, receivers, like, yeah. Edgar and James, receivers. like, look at the, it's like everything, Steve. Yeah, I'm with you, Well, man. that's you're, one of the reasons. Well, Tony Dungy, yeah. But that's why Brady can get the nod, too, because who has he ever had? He's had these little knick-knack receivers, and they just plug him in, yeah. and he keeps chugging along. System. So I do think Brady's great for that reason. I, I'm not taking anything away from Brady. So, you know, I'm going to be shooting for both overs. Uh, the Daily Roto computers killed it on the totals this year. They like the under in the Pats game, uh, but they like the over in, in the Ram game indoors. So, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. I, you know, it's a real tough game, though, isn't it, Steve, from a side perspective between and the Saints and the Rams? I guess you can make an argument. Look, the last five years, the number one seed has won the Super Bowl, so it really wouldn't be surprising if it was one versus one this year. You know, that's what the NFL has turned into, very similar to the NBA. But I think the Rams are a live dog. I, I don't think the Rams are intimidated. It's a lot, you know, we talk about the Clemson comparison. The Kansas City Patriot game is, has that feel, but in the same sense... I don't. The Rams, I don't think, are scared. Like, I don't think they're intimidated. Or, and I also like the fact that they've already been to the Superdome this year. Goff's been there, and it can't be any crazier. It's crazier all the time there, right? They're always crazy. So it was crazy last time he was there. I think it makes a difference. It's his second trip there. He has a feel for it. When he goes out there, he's not going to be like, "Holy crap, these people are nuts." He's going to be, oh, "Yeah, yeah, I've already been here." I, I think that little rehearsal will help the Rams this time around, guys. I do. Let's keep in mind, too, historically speaking, over the past several decades, normally conference championship games are less close on average than regular playoff games. I know. And we saw that the Clemson-Bama game. We saw that in the Vikings game last year. The Eagles were a home dog, routed them from the start. I predict at least one of these games will be a double-digit win by anybody, maybe an underdog. But I think it's the the one team I don't see getting blown out, though. You know, that's the one team I don't see getting blown out. But They were down 14-0 last week. I, I know. I was just going to say that, yeah. but they were off the, the double buy and came back. <laughs> I know. I good call. The, 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 the adjusted, but the adjusted spreads could be worth a look, guys. If you like a minus three point favorite, yes. take them at like take them at minus well, seven. Or my mind. If you like, you know, Clemson. I brought it up earlier in the show. And a half. 
I brought it up earlier in the show. Like, even the Kansas City Chiefs minus 10 is plus 200. Like, that's the one I think. I know it sounds crazy that, you know, they're going to crush the Pats, but Brady's old, man. Like, if things go bad, he's going to get, like, all sour and make his grumpy faces. He's going to throw the ball away. and Just don't win by more than he starts. The yeah. Lions beat him by, what, like 20-something this year on the road? I know, I know. Exactly. And remember, like you said, Steve, like Philadelphia last year, and I brought it up earlier, too. We're on the same page. Dude, like, it's a home game. Some of these guys aren't – the fans aren't all going to the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl for them. Imagine you're a season ticket holder. You're at a Chief game. It's a Sunday night. You're up by 21, 24. The party begins. Pat's on the sidelines or it's cold. We want to get the hell out of here. We're not coming back. You know, Damian Williams running the ball down our throat. Like, it's – once the party starts, it's hard to turn the lights off. And, you know, I I think that's the one. And then the other one, I guess maybe the Saints kick the crap out of the Rams, but I really don't think so. I think the Rams are a freaking good football team that – why are they going to get their ass kicked? I You know, weather's not going to be a factor for them. It's just crowd noise. They can deal with it. I think the Rams can match up and win that game. I do. I think we're looking at a Monday night rematch of the highest scoring game in Monday night football history. And we'll have the Ooh, highest total yeah. in Super Bowl history. 63 and a half. game in history. Third highest in <laughs> history. 63 hey, and a half. Look ahead line, guys. That's look the, the line. That's right the line. It's, it's 59. Look ahead's 59 right now. But I would agree with you. If Kansas City, L.A. gets it, um, I think it'd be higher. Yeah, okay. Is it? Is that what it is? Okay, let me see. Because I saw Sherman over at the Westgate. In fact, I just looked it up because ESPN Richmond asked me like a half hour ago. It was two and a half all, all month. Now it's NFC minus one. This is online at one of the offshores. But um, it's 59, which makes sense because all the games yeah. today are 56 and a half, 57. You usually bump the Super Bowl a couple points, as you always do. Um, so I think we'll see a 60 probably. And if we get the Rams Chiefs, we'll obviously see a slightly higher number. A lot of it depends on that Rams-Saints game because the Saints have obviously become a lower score. And so have the Rams. They've become lower scoring teams the past couple months. If you see an offensive breakout in that game, I think we'll see 60s for the Super Bowl. All right, uh, Steve. So before we get you out of here, uh, you know, you and I have been talking over the years for a long time on Friday nights, and oftentimes we've talked about these Ivy League games or St. Peter's versus uh, Iona on, on a Friday night. But Fridays have really changed this year, man. Big Ten, Big East action, stepping up. Uh, we got action. Maryland. Yeah, Maryland and Ohio not, State. You know? Yeah. Why Eastern lost, Michigan at Buffalo. games on Saturday? I've never understood that. What's the difference between Friday or Saturday? So get the rest of the day is all, you know, why not? I mean, it's, it's, it makes no sense to me why other schools aren't doing it. It's the same with those Tuesday, Wednesday Mac games in football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you got 100 games tomorrow. Why not steal the spotlight from the Ivy and have a couple yeah. primetime like ACC and Big Ten games? It makes sense to me. I don't know. Gabe and I what were talking Rutgers Steve? tonight. We, we were about Rutgers. Afternoon action. Rutgers, oh, getting one and a half to Northwestern? Interesting. Seven and three on their home court, beat Ohio State. Yeah, so you don't think of Rutgers as being a basketball power, do you? But they're eight and eight on the year. They are seven <laughs> and three at home. They do not shoot the ball well, though, guys. They shoot 40% from the field, 40.5%, 31% from three. I just, <laughs> it's tough yeah. to back team. And listen to this Northwestern's one of the best three point defenses in the country. They give up only five threes yeah. a game, 28.5%. So maybe the, under, what about that? the team under. What? Yeah. Xavier going Maryland. What about uh, the what Maryland? Uh, you've got a Ohio good State? handle on the Terps. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Xavier game on the way out here. But what about that Terp and Ohio State game there, Steve? 
Yeah, Maryland's been a kind of the under the radar team, I think, all season. Uh, Fifteen and three overall. They're just a three point dog here, but they've only lost once on the road all season. They're six and one in the conference already. Um, they shoot the ball extremely well, forty seven percent from the field. Uh, I think the over could be worth a look here. But the both teams, these are two good teams, two good offensive, two good defensive teams. Should be the best game of the night. And then Cam, you mentioned it, uh, Xavier at uh, at Nova tonight. Uh, Nova laying nine and a half points. Xavier Ooh. been underachieving this year. Well. They lost their coach. Used to, be a, and it's, yeah. it, used to be a sexier matchup game, not as much, but still not bad. Yeah, uh, yeah oh, I mean, eleven Villanova and seven. Xavier. Barely ranked. Yeah, barely ranked. Xavier's not ranked, I believe. I don't pay a lot of attention to that, but these are two teams that have been, you know, perennial top ten teams in recent years. Um, Xavier shoots the ball well, though, forty-seven percent from the field. Villanova, not a great shooting team this year, only about forty-five percent. Um, so I think Xavier could pull the upset here. I think both these teams are definitely down a notch this year, as you mentioned. Uh, getting, getting getting nine and a half. Nine points. and a half. Very enticing. <laughs> Listen, the thing is, Villanova, they're thirteen and four, but they stumbled out of the gate. You remember Michigan kicked the crap out of them earlier in the year. Yeah. And uh, they are eight and two straight up in their last ten games. In conference play, they're starting to settle down and get into a little bit of a rhythm right now. Just their pedigree. Uh, Buffalo Bulls, great basketball team this year. Sixteen and one on the season, Steve. We're laying fifteen tonight, though. If you if you want to take them. Eastern Michigan at Buffalo. Is it too rich for your blood? Or, you know, Buffalo do murder teams. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about this team uh, today. I was saying they were flying under the radar at 16-1. and one. They're the best team in the MAC. They're ranked top 20 right now. Um, yeah, this is a home game, though, Gabe. You don't want to get in the way of these type of teams. This is one of those momentum teams this year that we see every once in yeah. a while that just keeps covering. They've covered four of their last five wins. The only one, though, they didn't cover was three days ago when they won by nine as a 14-point road favorite. I think it'll be on a road. little different at home. Exactly. Yeah, look, I'm looking at home here, Cam. Look at this. They play Miami of Ohio. They won by a 24, 88-64. <laughs> they played Toledo. I remember that game. Toledo, yeah. they were laying nine and a half. They beat them by 30. Yeah, that's true. And they the beat thing West Virginia. is with Buffalo. Road games before that. Yeah. Yeah, and, so and teams like much. Buffalo, guys, they know it's never comfortable to get into the tournament. So every game for them is murder the other team, right? And it's every game's yeah. important. Every game's important. And, you know, every final score is important. And like you said, Steve, you get these teams, you, just, you know, I like your line. You don't want to catch a falling knife. Well, the Buffalo Bulls are a falling <laughs> knife right now. Right. It's a momentum. Yeah, you don't get away that momentum the opposite direction. It's a rising knife. It's, it's a toss-up <laughs> Steve Barrow, postsportsinfo.com. <laughs> Coversexperts.com. Get Steve Picks and his package over there. Thanks for the time, Steve. Have a good Thanks, one, Steve. Steve. Steve Merrill, great stuff. We'll uh, continue right. Uh, we'll continue the conversation with Bobano coming up next. Bobano, Bobano. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
Sports Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage at Radio Fantasy Sports or Radio Network. We'll get to some golf rage a little bit later on. But what's going on in the tournament, uh, Cam? What's the deal? Cantlay can't hit a putt. What just happened? It's driving me nuts. He's actually he's T8 right now. He's just missed two short putts. Like He's 10 under, six back. Phil Mickelson was shitting the bed. He, uh, he, he, he was basically even on the day, and then uh, he woke up. He went uh, birdie on his back nine, the fifth hole. He went birdie, 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 par, birdie to end it. So his last five holes, he made up all the ground to shoot a 68. He looked like he was really struggling. So Mickelson's leading at 16, Gabe, but I do have some good news. Canadian Adam Hadwin in the two-hole uh, at minus 13, three shots back after a smooth 66 today. So he, we're right you in the mix amazing. There. Yeah, we got a lot of guys hovering, lingering. Was surprising was last night. I checked. Uh, last night we won. Um, we won ten dollars back. Uh, DraftKings or eight dollars actually. We entered a four dollar. Yep. We entered the four dollar one hundred twenty five thousand dollar contest. Well, we doubled our money technically. We got eight dollars back. Like the boys said in the in the pit today, pays for the grilled cheese. Texas toast reading right yeah, now. Yeah, lunch, <laughs> free lunch. Hey, but. Uh, <laughs> So, but yeah. I looked, and I also saw that I was actually in the money in the golf somehow last year. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how? My team sucked. But it was pretty much because I had one. So, let me check in on that. We're going to bring Babano in right now as well. Uh, rightwager.com. Uh, rightwager.com. You can find uh, Babano. Ian Cameron joins us. What's up, Babano? We're ready for conference championship Sunday. Two great games. Can't wait. <laughs> yep. Uh, the ca- All business, Babano. I like that. Sorry, Actually, there's a reason for that. I can always Never stick around for one segment, but uh, looking forward to talking these games. Oh. Why, you got so some what, drinks on the, the uh, you, got, you, got, you got a date? No, birthday. Down the first I'm half going to uh, part Friday night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's about it. That's all we'll get through in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. What do you mean you're going to a birthday? What do you do, Babano? Like, what's your deal? Like, what do you like? You you go out like who starts a birthday party at birthday like, at five o'clock? Yeah, I usually hit the bars at night times. Babano, here's the party, rule. Yeah. Here, here's the rule: when you're when you're a man, you don't have to show up before eleven p.m. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when there's dinner, <laughs> when there's a dinner that people are cooking that oh, you know dinner, you don't have to dinner. pay for, and you don't have to oh. pay for it, you make sure you're there by six six thirty. Yeah, gotta get your bets in. Gotta get your bets yes. in. Wow, early night. <laughs> Early night with Babano. Also, Babano, like... He's great. Babano has a cell phone, but I don't think he ever uses it. Like, Babano's like, can't talk. I'm outside of my home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm covert operative in my off time, yeah. yeah. I'm starting to think, Babano, you got something else on the go. Uh, It's it's all good. Um, All right, Babano. So, yeah, as we mentioned, Final Four... So everybody's excited for these games, uh, nice, nice matchups, but it's amazing. Like, that's the thing with the playoffs. You can be excited all week. I was excited last week about the Indianapolis Colts and Chief game, and honestly, like, that game mattered me more than, like, any game in recent memory. It's strange, too, because I didn't even have that. I had quite a bit on it, but I've lost way more money on other games, but just watching the Chiefs was enraging me, and I was drinking, too. So oh, that, that was, doesn't help. That'll bring the rage out. Yeah, I was semi-drunk, and I was like, son of a bitch. Like, every play, it was just... And then when Andrew Luck didn't run a play at the end of the game, like, oh, I wanted that was, to yeah. throw, like, a wine bottle <laughs> through the window. No, that, that, that <laughs> was not... 
I wasn't I was even looking around. I was like, man, I want to smash something, you know? Yep. I wasn't even lit then, Marenzi, and I was like, what's this idiot doing here? That, that, that was one of the worst two-minute drills going. Like, that was a joke. But anyway, we but move It's on. funny. Then the Cowboy game started, and I was all drunk by then. Yeah. And I was like, ah, and I barely, like, paid attention. Ah, they're going to win. Like, I knew I was going to cover. It was anticlimactic. And then it started all over again the next day. I wake up and lose on the Chargers and have to battle back late. Except I didn't battle back this time because the Saints didn't cover. But anyways, Rams, Saints, I'm not screwing around with Bano. Everyone wants to overanalyze the game and say it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's not. It's going over. Yeah, I mean, if both teams get explosive plays, big plays, and we know both of them are capable of it. Rams can do it with the run through the air. So can the Saints. It's got a chance to go over the total. My one issue with it is that we saw last week the Saints were just bleeding that play clock down at every single play. This was a more methodical, slower-paced, uh, you know, sort of just dink and dunk, first down, just get move the chains type of offense, really, from the Saints last week. So from a pace perspective, I'm concerned when you have a total this high and the Saints in no rush playing a very deliberate brand of football last yeah, week. Yeah, but you're playing against an offense. You're playing an offense in Philadelphia. They really didn't do anything, right? There was a quick 14 points, but after that, they sort of, you know, it wasn't the threat. It's like basically like if, if you, I hear your point. I totally get it. And it makes sense. People are talking. It makes sense for the Rams to run the ball and try to keep the Saints off the field. But the thing is, you also don't want to fall behind and be playing catch-up. So I, I, I think, you know, it's always different matchups every week, guys, and how you game plan and the style of team, the style that you yeah. play. We're talking about a trip uh, to the Super Bowl on the line here. They, you know, we're talking about the highest-scoring teams in the league. They got here by being the highest-scoring teams in the league. I don't think they're going to abandon their game plans now. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see if you yeah, we're, and, we, and we talked about it earlier this week. Because Drew Brees, can he get that passing game cranked up again? Because it just hasn't been the same crispness, execution, pinpoint accuracy on his passes. Whatever you want to uh, decipher it as, it hasn't been quite the same for Drew Brees the last few games of the season, including last week against the Eagles, where it didn't seem like things were clicking on all cylinders. I, I like the Rams a little bit here, plus three and a half, especially if you can get the hook. Uh, there's a couple three and a halfs out there. Even three is okay. I think it's one of those down-to-the-wire games. I know it's tough to go against the Saints in the Superdome, but I try to make a case you know, in the playoffs when it's a rematch situation for the team that lost in the regular season, especially when you've got, you know, a quality head coach and Sean McVay to make adjustments to see maybe where things went off the rails a little bit uh, for the Rams in that first meeting against the Saints. It's a close game, I think, either way. I'll take the three and a half with the Rams. The Saints could win this game for sure, uh, no question about that. The home team usually has an edge here in the championship round, but I think if I can get three and a half with the Rams, I'm going to take it. Babano, it's one of those things that I was talking to Gabe about. It's just, you know, you talk about uh, Sean Payton, and I remember that Super Bowl we were in Vegas when uh, Gabe was probably the best day of my life. Remember, I couldn't lose in blackjack, and I was on the Saints against the Colts in that Super Bowl. It was probably financially the best day I've ever had. I'd like to go back in the hot tub time machine and relive it. But I think there's going to be fake punts, and I think the Rams are going to be a team that's going to do that stuff. You know McVay. You know about their Johnny Hecker I talked about, Gabe, earlier on. The guy's a great thrower of the ball. Short fourth downs are going to go for it. you got to leave it all on the field, man. The ticket is the Super Bowl. So, Gabe, to your point about points, I think teams are going to be very unwilling to punt the ball and go for it on fourth and shorts in the game. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's a good point, Cam. I mean, you got two aggressive head coaches and actually could benefit the over. Uh, in this game is the fact that you're going to have Sean McVay on fourth one, fourth and one, fourth and two in New Orleans territory. If it's around the 40-yard line, he's not punting. 
he'll go for it for, for a first down. Same thing with Sean Payton. We've already seen him run fake punts with Taysom Hill, you know, last week in the game against the Eagles. Uh, here's an added weapon that sometimes he likes to use. So, yeah, you've got aggressive coaches that aren't scared to roll the dice, just like uh, Peterson. We've seen him do that with the Eagles this season. Even Andy Reid in the other game, you know, there's a guy that's suddenly become uh, very, very accustomed to going for it on fourth down, uh, especially on fourth and short. So uh, there's these coaches now that the times are changing. It's not automatic fourth and one, fourth and two anymore. You're punting the football. Yeah. We've got a group of coaches that Cowboys realize you got to keep the pedal on the pedal. They're not the Dallas Cowboys uh, or the Seahawks. Punt, 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 punt. These teams are different. Yep. Jason Garrett, Mr. Conservative. You're right. Well, even Garrett, I brought it up earlier. Even Garrett went for it last week at midfield early in the game. And what happened? He ended up scoring a touchdown after. Yep. You know, it was a great aggression and it worked out uh, for them. Yeah, I think I think you know we're gonna have a, we have aggressive coaches across the board here. Belichick, Peyton, McVay, as you mentioned, Andy Reid has changed his mo and running a Texas Tech style spread offense. Hey, listen, makes it makes your life easier to go for it on fourth and short when you know you got Mahomes and you've got Tyreek Hill and the matchup problems. And, and you know we can break everything down, but that's what it really comes down to. It's just the matchups. And to me, the Saints and the Rams very very evenly matched up. The Saint, the Saints and the Rams very evenly matched up. The Chiefs and the Patriots are not. The Chiefs are much better, and it's it's at Kansas City. The only thing, and it's true, I said it, and Merrill said the exact same thing, Camp. The only thing is, you've got Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You can't underestimate these guys. Nope, they'll you have know, a good game plan. They'll come up with you new know, plays, new wrinkles. Yeah, you can't underestimate them. I'm not discounting them, but I don't think they have the firepower. To, to outscore the Chiefs. I just don't. You know, Gronkowski and Adelman, all right. You know, Gronk's not the same player that he was, although he did play well last week. He was okay. I, you know, I, I just think that the, the Chiefs are going to be able to outscore these guys, and they're going to be going to the Super Bowl. Um, all right, uh, Babano. So um, if you got one play here, because, you know, you've, you gotta, you're selling these. you got uh, you got to make a living uh, with, uh, with the weekend card. But if you got one play uh, to give uh, people here tuning in right now, what would it be? Well, it's going to be the game that uh, we're about to talk about, the Patriots and the Chiefs. Look, uh, it, I know it's Tom Brady and it's Bill Belichick. They're getting points. <laughs> yeah, they're an underdog. People are going to look at that and say, how can I pass up taking the Patriots in this game? And yeah, to me, this is this is not the same New England group. And I, st- I say that even after they wiped the floor with the Chargers last week, which I must point out was the perfect spot for the new England Patriots. I mean, could it have been set up any more perfectly for it for them than it was last week? I mean, the chargers had the win against Baltimore flew back home, came back to these. I could tell, and I had the chargers last week, this game was over after that seven, nothing drive in my mind. I'm like, this is not the same team. They look like they're walking in quicksand. They look like they physically hit a wall. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. The chargers got down early. Their defense looked tired. Uh, in the first half, Patriots laid it on them, uh, and then there was no coming back for the Chargers. Let's see what New England can do now because they're going on the road. By the way, this is a great stat here. Since 2006, which was the third Super Bowl win for Brady and Belichick, Brady and Belichick won in four straight up and against the spread their last five road playoff games since then. This has not been the same group on the highway. They were three and five straight up and against the spread on the road this season. Their offense didn't click on the road like it did at home. How about their defense on the road? I saw Pittsburgh, you know, move the ball up and down against them. Jalen Samuels, third string running back on the team, carved them up on the ground. Miami, 
Miami uh, went up and down the field against them in that miracle in Miami win for the Dolphins against the Patriots on the road. They've lost to Jacksonville, Detroit, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Miami this season on the road, this New England team. Now you've got to go on the road against Arrowhead Stadium, face this team. I think there's a lack of speed on this New England defense a little bit, too. I don't think this is that same group of open field tacklers that can cover guys in open space, and I think the Chiefs are the team, the penultimate team, to exploit that, in my opinion, that open field ability, uh, inability, I think, of the Patriots to make good tackles, lack of speed on the perimeter. I think it shows up for their defense on the offensive side, you know, I think it's not quite the same either. Josh Gordon out. Rob Gronkowski, I think, needs a walker to get around the football field right now. He's not a, he's a total shell of what he used to be uh, right now. He's not even uh, close to being effective to what we're used to seeing from him. I think it's set up well for the Chiefs. They're at home. They're no travel. They played Saturday. New England played Sunday. That's a one week, one week less, one day less, rather, to prepare and practice and get ready with travel. I think it's set up for the Chiefs. I'm going to lay the three with them. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Banner. You can follow him on Twitter, Apple Banner. Okay. All right, uh, Banner, before we get you out of here, so you can go uh, to uh, Soup Fest. So when's the next yeah. Soup Fest? It's got to be coming up, bro. Like it's, near, it's, yeah. near, it's been nearly a year. You're probably not going to tell us, right? We're going to have to keep our eye on this. Like, it's when? when is it? It's been nearly a year. It has to be. Yeah, I know. There's about 100 Rageaholics that are counting down for the next Soup Fest even more than me. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it is March or April. I think it was in the spring last year, if I'm not mistaken. It was like March or April. It's probably when it'll be. So it is coming up. It'll be a couple months yeah. away. Stupid. They should do it in uh, after the Super Bowl in February, and it's cold. Soup's hot. Should be a winter. This will be a good weekend for Stoop Fest, Cam. You're right. Minus 15 Celsius. Why, 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 why would we have a Stoop Fest on a weekend like this? Um, all right, Bano. So, what do you what do you think of the uh, the college uh, basketball board tonight, or the the NBA or NHL? Yeah, and uh, NHL. Yeah, the, the card tonight, buddy. Well, we're hoping for goals, goals, goals on the ice. We've got a few overs uh, that we've looked at. We like the Ottawa Carolina game over uh, with Nilsson and Mrazek in net. Are you kidding me? Those two stiffs. I mean, you should see some goals there uh, in that game. Uh, Pittsburgh, Arizona, uh, that's a very good game. Arizona's starting to play better. I don't know how they're doing it with all the injuries they've got, but they might be catching Pittsburgh at they a bad work. time. Pittsburgh's, yeah, Pittsburgh's off back-to-back losses to San Jose uh, and uh, Los Angeles. Uh, they could be chomping at the bit here. I think Pittsburgh team total over is good against Kemper. I think they're going to light the lamp and be an angry Penguin team tonight. Uh, Detroit-Calgary, I think Calgary is something like uh, 18 and five to the over at home this season. I mean, they have just been one game going over the total after another for Calgary on home ice this season. They face the Red Wings. I think they're going to want to really bounce back after losing to Buffalo the other night. They're scoring goals in bunches, and Detroit gets to face Mike Smith. Not David Riddick in that tonight, and we know Mike Smith. He's not a guy you trust. Uh, he's been very average when he's been in there, so I think we see goals in the Calgary game, too. And on college basketball, I like Maryland, plus three and a half against Ohio State. Everybody's saying Ohio State's desperate. They've lost three in a row. They're back home. They need a Big Ten win. BS to that. I think Maryland's the better team. I think they've played. Uh, they've been great on the road. They beat Rutgers on the road, whereas Ohio State lost to Rutgers on the road. If you talk about common opponents, I think Maryland's just better basketball team right now. I'll take the three and a half there. Ian Cameron, aka Bob Bano, Bano uh, slayed a basketball tonight in the NBA. Uh, we'll jump in on the other side, but Bano's going to uh, go to his. Uh, his friend's birthday party here. Yeah, house party, party or at a restaurant or bar, Babano? House party or bar? No, no house party. Yeah. 
which is good. Yeah. Oh, house party. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. A person hosting it is early. getting the food together. Yeah. yeah I was going to drink say, at like, five. I, I'd be I'd be wheeled out of there. Uh, yeah. Birthday party like at five thirty. What is it like? You're going to a ten year old kid's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese tonight? <laughs> the battle's no, jumping over the cake. Happy birthday! Yeah, we're eating a little bit better than that. No, no, no Chuck E. Cheese menu. Not at this place. I've no. never been. I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese before. I have. Yeah, you got to be be scared of the the guys lingering around the ball pit. Dangerous. We do act like ten year olds sometimes, but no, we don't go to a birthday party place for ten year olds. I don't want to eat at a place where Enjoy, the, a mouse is their is their logo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Bring up the little. It's a little off Should have been yeah. the corporate logo. Rightwager.com. <laughs> See you, Babana. All right, guys. Have good luck this one. weekend. Have a good one. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. That was a quick break. Didn't have time to take a leak. It, <laughs> it, seemed, it did seem pretty. Yeah, I got to be honest, Cam. It's a good point. That one was I one minute. Up. That was one minute. I got it's up to I turned the light right on. I, I got yeah, up. I you turned were the light on. I came back. I sat down. I, was gonna, and I heard the music. Yo, I yeah, was going to take that? us in because right. I, I thought you might go to the can. Like, I don't know what's going on. But. See Larry from Wawa's uh, email. Uh, Sports Rage Cam, Living Rock presents Soup Fest at the Hamilton Convention Center February 5th. This is a community celebration where top area local restaurants compete for best soup, most creative See, soup. So full of it. display. Local so celebrities and politicians oh. serve soup. Yeah, he goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know about the Soup Fest. I don't know. Ha, ha. How do you not know in a yeah. small town like that when you went to the Soup Fest that it's February 5th? Yeah. Yeah, That's in like two weeks. Super Bowl there. Yeah, it's two days after the Super Bowl. Super I'm Fest. telling you, he doesn't want to admit it because for well, for last year, that's like all soup? he's heard about soup. Yeah, well, I I, soup. exactly. I don't know, but he's, yeah, people have been making fun of him because he went to a soup fest. Yeah, well, give me free soup, I'll go. Well, no, no, it's not free. It's sort of like a beer fest. You pay like 20 bucks oh, to get yeah, a sample yeah, of the soups. Got to be honest, that's a lot for soup. <laughs> Beer fest for twenty bucks, sure. I can ride some samplers, but no offense, I'll do my Campbell's chicken noodle. It's eighty-eight cents a can. So yeah, you know what I it is. So it's like all, soup. yeah, it's I like can, all the local. Uh, the money goes to charity. The money goes to the that's church. Nice. But, okay, that's no, nice. but like all the so all the local restaurants sort of bring their best soup. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Quality. so we're not talking. Star. Yeah, soup. which is probably kind of lame. We're not even talking like you know just normal tomato soup or something. 
you know, it's some crazy ass new school this kale with rumba yeah. soup and uh, poutine I wouldn't mind a lobster, or, yeah, lobster bisque. Yeah, something uh, something hardcore. I get it. Proper soup. You know me. I'm nice and simple. I want nice and simple. Yeah, no, Campbell's yeah, chicken yeah, no, noodle. Oh, buddy, I'll tell you something. The Campbell's chicken noodle is so good. It's just the way they do the noodles and everything. It's comfort food, buddy. I don't know. It was on sale for 50 cents. I bought 10 cans, Gabe. Come on. Campbell's soup rocks. 10 cans. All right. Yeah, I should have bought 20. Uh, we, got a fir- we got a first-time caller, evidently, which, in other words, I'm expecting yeah. that it's uh, Jason in uh, Wisconsin. Um, all right. We got uh, Mr. V. <laughs> Mr. V. Interesting. Mr. Yeah. V. Hello. Hello, Mr. Hello? V. Hello. How are you do? How are you guys doing? Definitely not from Wisconsin, from Toronto, Canada. Hey, what's up? Your hometown. What's up, Mr. V. Yeah. How you First doing? off, I want to say uh, good, good guys. Thanks. First off, I want to say thank you for sharing so much of your life, painting a good picture of uh, of you guys. You really feel like you're part of the family. Listening to this stuff, it's really been good. Yeah, we appreciate me and Cam are like the uh, before we were like uh, when we were younger. You know, we were like uh, Dennis the Menace and Bart Simpson. Now we're like uh, Waldorf and Stadler. We're like the old guys on uh, on the Muppets. Yeah, so, yeah, we, this we, show, we this show sucks. <laughs> everything from eating leftover KFC to everything like that really paints a good picture. Really good stuff, guys. Been following you guys since ages ago. I remember you guys talking about how the Buffalo Bills should have signed Mike Vick and then he should have been suspended, you know, back in the day. But listen, uh I got a I got a few Italian soccer picks. I know that's a weird one. Probably gonna have four people pick that. But I'm thinking about taking AC Milan this weekend. Uh, coming off a big loss off Juventus off the Coppa d'Italia, they're really good defense. You may want to look at the under too. They're facing Genoa. So you bet right? you like to bet the soccer. You bet soccer religiously type thing. Italian like lay down. Yeah, I bet match bet on. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name, but on Sports Interaction, I I put. Match bet in totals under four and a half. It's been pretty good. It's a way to increase the odds there. But uh, looking at AC Milan, I would take Juventus, but you're getting ripped off on the odds. They're they're just kicking everybody's butt so far. So uh, take look at Borussia Dortmund too. They're doing they're doing well. They got a good matchup this weekend. Napoli Napoli is a flyer. They're playing Lazio. Lazio can beat them, but I'd look at the over in that game. You know, you sound like Lazio. Mr. V. Rob Pozzola's brother. <laughs> Oh, yeah? I'm a teacher. That's why I get the Mr. V, right? Uh, you know? Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. Mr. V. Mr. V. <laughs> Napoli and, uh, and Lazio. Napoli, Napoli and Lazio. And Lazio I'd look at the over, but, you know, as a flyer. You'd be surprised. You know, our, 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 our main man, Big Card Julio, he likes to You'd be surprised. A lot of people bet soccer, even at the FanDuel Sportsbook here in Jersey. During the week, all the in-game stuff, it's, there's a bunch of dudes, like, laying it down, a bunch of Italian guys and... They're all laying it down on the in-game soccer. So, all right. So, write your picks once again here. Uh, I'll take AC Milan and under four and a half goals match bet total. But take the uh, take AC Milan just the money line anyway. I'll take a flyer yeah. on Napoli. Yeah. And I'll take the over two and a half. I'll take Juventus. Take Borussia Dortmund uh, parlay. That'll that'll pay you a lot. Juventus, you got to parlay with something. I was actually going to ask you guys about some. Uh, Tennis picks. I heard you guys talking about that yesterday, picking a bunch of bunch of favorites to uh, to parlay. But I don't know. I may get too yeah. complicated. The deal is with the tennis. The the book I'm on here. So my, the, this might beef with tennis guys. I never know when the game the matches are. So what's the deal? This stuff is yeah. overnight type thing. It's late night. Yeah, like, it what's, is. What's the no, time? No, you got to do this. No, you got to do. Like, games. Look, all different when are times these too. Because they're 
there's a night session at seven o'clock, and then they do stuff in the morning. So the way I do it is, I look at so it. So is Djokovic playing Shapovalov tonight? That's exactly. Let me look on that. Yeah, that's the thing because it's good on our the book that we're using. It's going on different days, so that's why I have to double check the app that actually has our times to break it down. So uh, yeah, I think they do play tonight. Just let me let me double check this because I have I have it in here. No, it's not working here. It's damn. You know what? Uh, you know what, Mister V? Driving me nuts. The too. best. Yeah. Check out the best follower for, for tennis, at least, that we've had on. He was on yesterday. And it's, he's an easy guy to follow on Twitter. It's just whale underscore capper. Whale underscore capper. Yeah, whale capper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah whale he's capper. Got... Whale underscore capper. He's been posting all of his tennis picks. Like, let me look here. I, don't, I just don't want to pull shit. You know, I just don't want to make stuff up. I'll take this I and started, that. I started listening to Game Time Decisions and betting about three years ago. And from there, I've gotten a bunch of people that I that I listen to, you know, Ted Zavransky, uh, or whatever his name is, Lawrence. Uh, yeah, well, I like, Lord, I, Lord, I like Babano. Babano gets good CFL picks. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Babano, yeah. Soup. Yeah, Soupy. we just like to bust Babano's balls. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> but I've been able to look my, light my Twitter up from your uh, the guys you have on. So it's been good. Good, good, good. I'm glad you can chip away and... Uh, I'm looking at Whale Capper's Twitter feed right now. He hasn't posted uh, tennis picks for the day yet, but I'm sure he will. So, yeah, follow okay. Whale Capper. He's going to have some tennis picks. And I promise next week, Mr. V, we're going to jump in and start talking some tennis as, as it goes into the quarterfinals. I like betting these totals, man. And there's a lot of guys that it's such there's such just big boomers and servers. They all go over. You know what I mean? Uh, we've left a couple of winners on the table this week at the Australian Open. I'm a little bit upset yeah. about it, but better better late than never. But yeah. uh, hey, don't don't be a stranger, Mister V. Great phone call, buddy. Thanks, man. You guys take care. Best best for you. you Maybe too, man. Nice guy. Thank you, Mr. thank v. you, Mister V. Very 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 Mr. nice Vic- guy, Cam. Mister Victory. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I got to tell you something, Gabe. This company we talked about earlier, don't invest in them. Their their app's been crapping out. I, I've actually had to go. I'm putting some other extra apps in there. I'm looking at tennis right now. It's crazy. I go I go to another website. You said it. The same thing. They list the matches, and they don't even have the times of the matches. You're right. Very frustrating. Like, I know they have a late session tonight. They, they always have. This is what they do. They do the 7 o'clock p.m. and the 10 a.m., but... I'll try to try to dig a little bit deeper here on uh, my book to hey, see if we can find anything else. I've bet on tennis before, Cam, and I've had to wait two days because I'm like, oh, I got it wrong. Yeah, you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's frustrating. I know. But next week with the tennis, I'm gonna start like adding some of the tennis uh, plays to the Super Bowl. So I build up my Super Bowl yeah. uh, bets without actually spending as much money doing it. Right? I like that. That's like the value. And next week. Next week, uh, Tiger Woods returns, and I'm not going to say I'm going to blindly bet against him in head-to-head matchups, but I'm going to get value, dude. Everyone's going to blow Tiger just like they did in that uh, in that Phil Mickelson match. It's well, already. I mean, I've I've seen more news about Tiger Woods this week that he's playing next week than I've seen about the guys playing in this tournament. Like that's you know I saw a headline in the paper. Tiger Woods returns next week. It's all Tiger returns next week. No, they're not even talking about this tournament this week. It's all about Tiger. Everyone's going to bet Tiger. He's going to be overvalued now, Cam. Overinflated. Thing is, yeah, no, he's going to be overinflated in his matchup bets. We can he can come out rusty. Phil beat him in that matchup in Vegas, as you remember too. And another thing is, 
the problem with the guys on the PGA Tour is it's like it's kind of like the way sports is now. Everyone's hey, hey, we're all buddies and stuff. Like you need to have a guy with kind of an attitude to say, listen, man, like I want to beat Tiger Woods or whatever. It almost felt like the last tournament the guys bowed down for him. And I know, I understand when he does well, there's more money in it for golf. It's more popular. The ratings will go up. So there's a lot of correlation between there's a correlation between Tiger Woods doing well and everybody getting even richer right now. But I'd like to see a little more battles. Like gone are the days of Bob May versus Tiger. Like you know what I mean? We don't have that underdog figure anymore. These guys are all like, hey, they're all like best buddies out there. You know what? I, I get it's golf. You could still have a friend, but I'd like to see the, them a little more competitive. That's just my that's my pet peeve. Don't bow down to the guy. Let him earn it. I was talking with Feinberg the other night, and um, you know he's a Tiger guy. He's a Tiger Mark. Yeah. And um, you know he raised a good point, and I agree with it that Tiger Woods is he wants to win a major. That's what he's about. Yes, he does. He needs to yeah, win Jack. majors. Jack. And exactly. So the Masters is sort of around the corner right now, right? It's just. That's his event. I think, I think it's all for Tiger. It's getting his game together. I don't think Tiger comes into the tournament next week at Torrey Pines saying, I need to win this week. You know what I mean? He's like, I need to get through this, not get hurt, play well. Everything's a process. Build up. You know, get in shape, get get my form back. I think he might bang a winner off. He might win a tournament in three, four weeks or something after this. But I don't see him in the first week out of the gate. And because of the name, he's going to be overinflated, I believe. You know, we'll see. Yeah. And like I said, if I get a good golfer, you know, if I get Justin Rose or something head-to-head against him and I'm getting plus 125 or something, I'll be taking those guys in the matchups. Just little plays back end with the Super Bowl, though, right? just to build that Super Bowl bet up. No, I like that too, doing the, the correlation bets, try to find some good tennis stuff with Super Bowl, with Super Bowl, a couple other things. Yeah, I absolutely love that way to attack it as well. Uh, okay, Gabe, let me find something It's frustrating for you right if now. you do it. It's frustrating okay, games, if you do it and then you lose, right? When you build up and you're like, oh, I have all these parlays, and then they all lose. But it's much cheaper. Like, I would rather, yes. like, build up, like, $1,400 or $2,000 in parlays for four or $500 than I would putting $2,000 on one team in the Super Bowl. Oh, so, at least I now, like, going to the Super Bowl, I can say, all right, I've got, you know, I got $980 in plus money just through these parlays on, on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Now I can just sort of bet them and teasers. I get in the props. Just gives you options going in, right? And it also gives you a hedge opportunity if you really wanted it, too. Because suddenly you've got the back end of, of, of a bunch of teasers, right? That's I don't do what it I all did. week. That's what I did. Some people That's what I did last week. Some people get crazy football. where they play like an all week. I'll usually start like on the on the Thursday or Friday before the Super Bowl. And then Saturday, college basketball, man. I'm nail I'm like everything back end is Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I'll tell you this. Uh, I did the same thing, and I told you a great way to gam- gamble is those parlays are tough, right? You know, parlay playing pukes, but two-game round-robin parlays when you have a plus-unit night will build your account out faster. You don't have to deal with juice, and you're getting take back, and I'd rather do it that way and lose just the straight amount. Ding, ding, ding. If it's a $30 parlays, it's all even. You know what I'm talking about, Morency? And I've been taking that approach a lot more recently. I do it in hockey with favorites. I did it with the talking to Gamblu on the MMA card. I got four guys that we talked about on the show, round robbing them. You know what I mean? That's what I'm going to do. And the, and the take back, 
is a lot better, man. If you if if the three out of the four guys win, it's party time. Like it's just those parlays go ding 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 ding. I'm a big fan of the two game parlay. You could put a six gamer together, you know, try to hit like a lottery ticket, but the small two game parlays are where it's at. Let me give you some tennis stuff right now. Uh, the matches start. So what do we got? January 18th today. So tonight's matches for the guys: Goffin versus. Medvedev, that's on at 8.30. Sousa versus Ken Nishikori. I love Ken Nishikori. He's been great to me when I bet him, but he's like minus 5.50. Yeah, they're actually 10:30. good times, actually. I love it's Nishikori. It's good times for It's yeah. Yeah, late night and, stuff. And All right, listen. the more important one, Djokovic and Shapovalov, yeah. 10.30 tonight. That's what you need to know. All right. That's, okay, we'll jump into that. We'll take a look at the numbers. Let's get to, uh, we'll get to Frankie uh, in Frankie. Toronto, and we'll get Julio on the other side because uh, big card Julio yeah, yeah, it's going to take him more than two minutes to get through his pick. To unravel his papers. <laughs> Fra- Frankie in Toronto. Frankie. Home of the Raptors. We the North. What's up, Frankie? Gabe and uh, Cam, what's going on, buddy? How you How doing, you Frankie? What's going on? Not much. Uh, yeah, for the tennis, I uh, had a couple of plays last night. They took Sharapova over Wozniaki at plus 135. I thought that was a, a solid Good play pick. From, their beef, from their beef they had a couple of years ago when she, uh, she got caught for that ban. Uh, I also took the over in that, and I went three and zero because I hit uh, Kvitova in straight sets. Uh, nice, but the tennis board nice. is a little bit, yeah. But the tennis board's a little bit tougher tonight. I like, uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but the Canadian there tonight against Djokovic. The Shapovalov, yeah. Is a, yeah, the, the, the yeah, Djokovic, he, it, yeah. He's plus eleven. He's eleven to one. So maybe in the uh, the over under the spread, right? The thing, the yeah, thing I is, is I, like, I like them to just win a set. Like it's, you can pick them to just win a set. The problem is you're just, yeah, you're yeah. still laying a little bit of juice, right? So I don't want to, I don't know. Like Djokovic can straight take them for three sets. Well, you could play the prop Djokovic uh, to win three one, plus three three three. Um, you know, there's another way to good. You, you could take like the handicap, so we could take them at plus seven and a half games, seven and a half games. The, you know what the total guys. The total is too low here, so you you think that Dennis can uh, can can get a set in here? Look, the total is thirty and a half, guys. Like they're basically setting thirty and a half for men. There's three 30, sets. I got I got. They're basically saying the Joker is going to crush him and just roll <laughs> right through. You don't even you need to win a set to go over thirty and a half, guys. You you go one seven six, you're going over thirty and a half. You know? Listen, man. I think if, if you get it at thirty and a half, Gabe, it's up to thirty one and a half. You're getting a whole game. That's huge, man. If you could find thirty and a half, get it now. Because I'm on two of my yeah, books. Inputter, it's thirty one and a half. The inputter's got it. Uh, oh, it's thirty and a half minus one thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah, and I have this seven and a half. I have I have uh, so, yeah, I'm with you, Frankie. Let's go over the number here. Over thirty and a half. Like I said, this yeah. way too, you don't even have to worry about the set. You just if he can stretch one, as long as he doesn't lose six love, six love. But why yeah. are you gonna be losing six love, six love? He might lose, yeah, you know, seven six or look, they're they're basically saying six four, six four, six four. That's the what they're is, saying. The kid, the kid can move around the court, and he's got a great serve. Sure and can. I think he could give Djokovic a, a little bit of a problem. I'm not saying he can. He can. He has a shot at winning. Obviously not. I mean, Djokovic has proven it time and time again that he can. He can put guys away. But I just feel like he can. He can compete on some level and, and get to that over for sure. Hey, uh, come I like on, it. Frank. Here in Toronto, you have a hockey pick for us. <laughs> I do actually. I, I to be honest, I like. I like one play. Uh, I know it's a little bit. Uh, Whatever, but it's actually uh, to what Bobano was saying before. Calgary's to the over is hot at home. 
and uh, Detroit's been scoring a little bit more lately too. I like the over there. I also like Brooklyn tonight in the NBA. I yes, like the sir. Brooklyn Nets, and I like um, I like Maryland. I know everybody's uh, Maryland, everybody yeah. on it, which is a little bit scary, but yeah, I, no, I'm gonna pass I like that one. But I, also, you know I want to say something 50. about the NFL. Yeah, yeah, quick. We got the music, quick. Yeah, uh, I just want to say that I think that uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs game is going to be a great game. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Conversations, Red Heat Rage uh, Radio, Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. Cam Stewart. A lot of those voices sounded very, very familiar, Gabe. Trying to get to the bottom of it. It's kind of like those serial killer mysteries. I never forget a voice. Like I've seen the episode of 2004, this, whatever. Those voices of those calls. At first I thought it was Frankie Frankie for a second. Nah, it's not Frankie, though. No, he's got a different voice. But it's, it's somebody who has talked to us before. I just have to go back. I was going to uh, ask. I was going to say, it, it, if he would, if he would have called us lemons, I was like, yeah. I was going to say, hey lemons, was, you want to hey, squeeze? He, he, he was going to say, hey, what's up, you stupid lemons? <laughs> hey, lemon one and lemon two. <laughs> hey guys, basically, what's, what's, I knew, what's Gabe, Gabe and Cam's favorite drink? We knew lemonade. this bookie, but. Yeah, but this bookie told me once, he goes, you're such a lemon. lemon. He's looking at my picks. He goes, you're such a lemon. lemon. He goes, you just keep getting squeezed. He goes, I love lemons. <laughs> he goes, you and Cam are big, fat lemons. <laughs> I'm not a lemon anymore. Bet more dogs, less lemons. You're right, though. He did call us lemons. <laughs> Problem with us, too, wonders. There, there's no, there's no money management like back then. Like it was just, I still like if you make, wonder what yeah. the odd mistake, but yeah, yeah, it's better now. But I still fall off the way. They're saying about you behind your back. That's what they're saying. Actually, like, it's toward lemon. Funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, if you call, if your bookie calls you a lemon, he really like you're such a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Actually, it's funny, Marenzi. I talked to. Uh, 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 a former guy, and he was going around because uh, he actually had to dr- drop off uh, something for me because I was in New York when he picked me up the leaf tickets, and uh, it was actually good. There was no money exchange or anything like that. And uh, but he told me, I go, what do you guys need? He goes, uh, you go, you don't believe it, Cam. He goes, the people are smashing the Patriots. He goes, uh, I need the Chiefs, and I go, he goes, we need the Chiefs and we need the Rams. I go, oh, okay, so. I guess we're on the side of uh, it's lemons and the gang versus the public, I guess. But he told me more people are betting New England, even with that spread. I know Kansas City looks really good, but uh, people believe in the Patriot way, Gabe, the Patriot factor. Yeah, the book, you know, it'll be interesting. That's the, what's different now is it used to just sort of be Las Vegas. 
But what's fascinating now, and Lou talked about it a little bit, is now with, with legalized sports betting in different states, it's a different, um, you know, there, there's different, like in Vegas, there'll be Ram money. You know what I mean? I think offshore, there's mostly Saint money. Yeah. Right? It seems like most people are on the Saints, but in Vegas, they won't be. I mean, L.A.'s right next door. The Rams are the most popular team in Vegas right now. Well, the Raiders are because they're going there, too. But I'm just saying, like, the Rams have been favored to win a Super Bowl all year pretty much in Vegas. They've been overinflated their numbers. They get a lot of action on L.A. teams in Las Vegas. So their numbers get a little overinflated, but that wouldn't have an impact in New Jersey here or uh, – or in Mississippi, where you can now bet on sports, or West Virginia. So now it's it's interesting the different uh, different markets. The numbers could be a little bit uh, different. So Big Card Julio was talking about uh, Mississippi, <laughs> going to Mississippi to bet. Somebody just asked me on Twitter if we're going to be going to Vegas for March Madness. I said maybe, maybe, but um, you know we've got access here too. You know Atlantic City actually might not be bad March Madness, cheaper, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's a little mixed in the FanDuel Sportsbook, only because Atlantic City, actually, there's multiple sportsbooks. You know what I mean? So there's 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 different options, and there's actually real casinos in Atlantic City. Um, so let's bring in Big Card Julio uh, right now from Chicago. What's up, Big Card Julio? Gentlemen, we've got a snowstorm coming, and I'm getting ready to announce uh, NBA G League basketball tonight. So I'm, uh, Oh, nice. Uh, nice, I'm Julio. Quite excited, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. I was actually going to ask you, Julio, because I do the indoor soccer stuff, not as much anymore, but the Raptors 905s play in that place. Do you do any road games, or is it all home? Just all home games. I, I wish uh, okay. I'd uh, take a trip up to the uh, old Hershey Center up Gee. there in uh, suburban Toronto. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah, you never know. Uh, I, I know. I was just wishful thinking. I was going to be a big Local feet only. <laughs> local Cam, Cam feed. Will, yeah local feed only but cam we'll, we'll have to set up a time i'd love to go to a sports book with you and uh sweat out some games with a big card big card julio big card uh cam that'd be fun yes yeah, yeah but at least i got, yeah, I got tonight, small card tonight small card tonight tonight Very at small. least yeah julio's gonna find a way to get in some action here i'm sure but yeah, the card, card's a little light tonight here for you, Julio. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm going Buffalo. You guys were talking Buffalo earlier. I was doing some research. Yeah. These two teams played January 4th. Buffalo smoked Eastern Michigan and Ypsilanti 74-58. Covered easily at, at 11 and a half. Buffalo shot 50% from the field in that game. Uh, Eastern Michigan have gone 8 and 9 since. I love this. Buffalo struggled against uh, wa- uh, Western Michigan. I guess in the uh, Buffalo News a couple of days ago, their head coach, Nate Oates, admitted that uh, their team needs to work on some of their issues, which is crazy when you think of a talented, one of the best mid-major teams in the country in Buffalo, when a coach is saying that. Uh, that, that means uh, they're going to be even nastier down the stretch, and uh, they want them to work more on the defensive side of the ball and get more rebounds, which to me could indicate more covers by a team that's already covering at a crazy clip. So give me the Bulls tonight, Buffalo minus 15 against Eastern Michigan. I like nice. it. I like it. I, yeah. I'm going to be on it as well. That's the one college game that catches my eye. Seems like the Maryland Terrapins are a very trendy pick uh, tonight. I, I kind of I lean with it, but, you know, it's a tough game, man. Big Ten, uh, Ohio State are 8-2 and two on their home court. Uh, I'm tempted by Rutgers, man. I really am. Yeah, I was but, tempted by Northwestern. Uh, I, was, I was actually uh, leaning the other way. 
We're both homers. But I'm saying I, I'm staying away. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not per se a homer. I don't like betting Northwestern, but uh, looking at that matchup, I, I think Northwestern fits better on the road against uh, against Rutgers. But I'm staying away from that game. I've got Memphis, Boston. The total looked uh, really good to my eye. Over 206 in that game. I took uh, Bayern Munich earlier today. I've got them in a couple of parlays along with the Australian Open. So I need Serena Williams. I need uh, Federer and Nadal. But I think those matches are tomorrow. So I'll have to sweat those games out. And I also got Buffalo with the Bayern Munich and Australian Open parlays. I'm trying to Build it up, guys, for Super Bowl week. Uh, wherever I'm going, I'm trying to smash the books. Uh, Habs, Jackets, over one and a half first period tonight. And I'm going Pittsburgh Coyotes over one and a half first period. Uh, that's my light card for the weekend. For the weekend, lots of studying. I'm looking light. at teams. It's, it's medium. It's, it's medium. Li- it's uh, for light. the weekend. What are you up to now? The, what, what do you got there? What are we up to? It's about uh, seven plays? For the weekend. Uh, for the weekend, I've got lots of studying to do. I'm looking at teams to bounce back. You see Irvine to take on Cal Northridge. Irvine lost an awful match against uh, Long Beach State. I had the Anteaters in a parlay. Yeah, and I love the Anteaters. That. But I like the <laughs> Anteaters in a bounce back. Seton Hall lost to DePaul. They shot themselves out of the gym a couple of weeks ago in Chicago. I like the Pirates to bounce back in Newark. And IPFW, upsetting loss against South Dakota last Sunday. I like them to bounce back against my alma mater in Western Illinois. Uh, soccer, you know, I like Mr. V, my kind of guy. My lock of the week. Give me Borussia Dortmund, Leipzig, German Bundesliga over two and a half goals. I love that. Give me. I already locked it in. That's my lock of the week. I'm putting Manchester City in a parlay Sunday against Huddersfield. Huddersfield's the worst team in the English Premier League. They just fired their yeah. manager. So give, give me City in a parlay. I like Kansas City Chiefs in a money line. I like the under 56. I'm going with the computer. That's I think a five star play by the computer. So give me under 56. And I like New Orleans. Money line, so Chiefs, Saints, Super Bowl, the OG offensive whiz in um, Sean Payton. I like the OG against the new kid in town uh, in that matchup. Uh, looking at the hockey overs for the weekend, Pittsburgh, Vegas, I like that. And I like Calgary and Edmonton. I'll study that. And Ball State, Central Michigan over. And um, I think that's it that I'll study for this weekend, guys. Wow, you're already planning your weekend card, Julio. Homework. You got, I got to do some. I got to do some studying. I got to do some research. Yeah. Uh, I'll be watching the Australian Open tonight. Uh, hoping, hoping my uh, parlays come through. You know, I'm not a big tennis guy, so it's fun to actually watch tennis and actually be enamored by some of these terrific athletes. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, I might put Juventus. I'm going with Mr. V, and I'll put Juventus in a parlay as well. Um, but yeah, that that's my place this weekend, gentlemen. But I really like well, Kansas City. I hope. I hope the Chiefs smash the Patriots. <laughs> Me too. Oh my God, that would be wonderful. I'm I'm tempted to go big in that game, but we'll see how 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 the how my uh, plays go for the rest of the weekend come Sunday. But uh, I love Kansas City and New Orleans as a Super Bowl matchup. Good stuff, uh, Julio. Uh, may some of the winners be yours because I'll be uh, I'll be against uh, somebody's uh, play, specifically in the National uh, Football League. I'll be on the Rams. But I'm all in on the Chiefs. That'll be my bigger pick as far as the two football games. I, I like the Chiefs a lot. I'm, yeah, I'll start here. chipping away and putting some of the uh, the soccer and stuff. I like your soccer picks, though. You're right. Man City, Huddersfield are terrible. So why not uh, why not start building it up a little bit and taking advantage of it? And I'll jump in on the, the, the Dortmund over two and a half. Sounds good against Leipzig. 
Absolutely, guys. Enjoy it. Ooh, Denver-Cleveland. That could be a trap, but I like Denver in that one. And Tampa-Sharks. SJ Shark could give me over one and a half this weekend in the first period. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend. May the winners be yours. God bless. And yours, Julio. Julio's Take addicted to, uh, to those uh, hockey overs now, Gabe, the first period overs. Yeah, I'm riding the wave, baby. baby. <laughs> ride the wave. Hey, I'm glad you didn't see ride you, the lightning you. last night. Later, pal. Go, go. Let's go. See you, Take Julio. care, guys. Later, pal. Yeah, great call last night. I thought you came. I'm good. I'm glad for you. You actually, uh, uh, yeah. you actually. Uh, I know you put bigger units on the Leafs last night. The sweat job, but they ended up winning the it, game it, four it, too. It was sweaty because the thing was too. The Leafs played good, and uh, that Vasilevsky man. Every time he plays Toronto, he stands on his head. But let's give credit to uh, one ginger helping out another ginger. Anderson played good for the Leafs too. The Leafs were basically killing penalties all night, Gabe. It was in, like that's the one thing I've noticed about Tampa Bay. The league likes them. And they're, they're a team, and, and hockey, when you're betting, guys, they they help out the markets. And I don't care what anybody says, they do. Like, when you're watching an Arizona game, they always get more power plays. You know, it's just that's the way. The struggling markets. Tampa Bay, people go to the games now, but they're a popular team with name guys. Kucherev, Stamkos. It's, that's true. You know, Montreal doesn't need any help from the league. Toronto doesn't need any help from the league. And these teams get jobbed more than the other teams do. You could Vegas say got every shit, damn true last year. Oh, Vegas, Vegas, they're on the power play. Every time, that's a, the, Vegas is a hard team to bet against. Because you know what? When I'm looking at, and that's the thing, I'm looking back at these power plays going, wow, they had seven power plays to the other teams too. Consistently, those teams get those calls. But we'll see, Gabe. Uh, Montreal t- tends to get screwed too because it's already very popular there, right? It's like they don't need to help. Well, but Batman they, hates they, Canada. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Like you said, he's like, screw them. It doesn't matter. They sell it every game. It's anyway. very obvious. It's very obvious. His that, reputation uh, is more set to everyone. Like, Batman would love to see Arizona win the cup. And, yeah, of course and he would. All you people said they didn't have a team and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it makes them look good. Same with Tampa, right? All you say, you know. The warm weather place, you're right. He does. They do. There's no doubt it's about fact. it, man. I remember last year against opinion. the Kings. This is yeah. fact. Go look at you. Go you go look at penalties. Night I remember after the night LA Kings. Nice. Well, the LA Kings won their first cup and stuff. Man, they were really pushed to the finish line yeah. by the league. Damn too. right they were. Because they, they were like, oh, right. it's good if the Kings finally win. It'll buy years and save their franchise. And yep. There's no no doubt about it. Sports are manipulated. They're not fixed like by. No, I agree. That, that's stuff, the thing. But they're manipulated. That, listen. Know what I've re- realized and had a smart a talk with a very smart guy. Sports are like the stock market. It's kind of like insider trading, and you want to be you you want to be yeah. there. I'm not saying the games are fixed, but there's certain things with stocks, you know. And smart guys on the inside, they know when to get off the train and when to hop back on the train. And yeah, Renzi, you're a smart guy. You know, there's too many things. You watch games like me, night after night after night, and these things keep on happening. Like there's reasons why. I'm not no, I, I I don't. The, the word fixed is stupid, but leagues have agendas. There's no denying it. I'll tell you what, looking at the hockey board uh, right now, so you were all over your Toronto Maple Leafs last night. They got it done. Feels like it's a big uh, letdown spot for the Leafs tonight against the Panthers. I'm not saying I'm going to pull the trigger, but I'm looking at it here. Panthers plus uh, 115, I think, is a pretty live dog tonight. I agree. Um, I'm not going to be betting it, but guys, uh, Sparks will also be in net after Anderson's brilliant performance last night. He's going to need the night off. Uh, Florida also isn't playing great hockey, but they tend to get their act back at home. Uh, I'm with you, Gabe. I think the Florida Panthers win like a four to three very tight hockey game, and uh, you're getting plus 20 cents on the on the Cats. I'm not sure if Reimer's in net. If Reimer is in net over Longo, I'd like Florida more. He loves to stick it to his old team, and 
he will play well, I think. So uh, I'll t- take a look at left-wing lock and get a confirmation, but uh, I lean with the Panthers. Another thing is, I'm not buying into the dogs tonight in hockey. I'm going to parlay a couple of the favorites. Even though a guy I respect is betting all dogs tonight, I'm not I'm not going to do it. Uh, I just think it's a good spot for Calgary to bounce back after losing to Buffalo. Carolina will want to make a statement at home. A lot of these 200 favorites, Gabe, I'm going to parlay to plus money or even money so I don't have to lay the juice. You know what? I'm going to do it, actually. I'm going to put a little... Uh, I like your style. You know, you got no affiliation with the Leafs. Bet what you think's going to win. Yeah, it's a spot. Spot bet. Yeah, spot bet. You know what? Exactly. The Leafs The Leafs have lost four straight games at Florida, too. Yeah. They never they always, no, they, And they played really hard that last night, That was a big too. game last a, night. Yeah, against, sure against, was. like, the big team, rival, one of the better teams. Didn't the Leafs just beat Florida last week, too? Ten days ago, whatever. Florida beat them in Sunrise uh, the last time they played. Actually, they lost in overtime, four to three. Florida plays Toronto tough, real yeah, tough. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's a bad spot uh, for the Leafs here tonight, and I'm somewhat tempted. Uh, I got to be honest, I'm I'm tempted by uh, by the New York Islanders uh, tonight. Actually, Washington I got news. Favorites. I got news on that game. Um, they didn't do it properly at the start of the year, Gabe. It's uh, Barry Trotz night. Uh, they're actually giving him a ceremony, a, prop, a proper one. Bear, uh, people, if you oh, don't know, Trotz left uh, the Capitals due to financial reasons. And uh, actually, people in the organization, you know, they say time heals wounds. Well, the first celebration, he wasn't even mentioned when the Caps got uh, their rings, and it was very disrespectful. I thought they should have given Barry, um, you know, some more love. All the coaching staff are through him. He's with the Islanders tonight. You don't think they want to win that game? Trust me, the Islanders will be, uh, this is not just a, a Capitals lock at minus 175. I know the Islanders are very tired, though. They've been playing a lot of games and a lot of nights. But maybe Grice is nice between the pipes tonight. And I will say Holtby is still hurt. I think the Capitals are going with Phoenix Copley. He's a he's a, basically a train wreck in the pipes. You might want to get, get, get like over in this game. Is Holtby playing? Wow, because he had a face laceration. I'm going to double check all this stuff. I'll... I'll uh... I'll double uh, double check. Obviously, it's looking like Holby. Let me uh, double. Uh, let's see. Check. This. Yeah, Luongo's in that for Panthers. Yeah. Looking yeah, like Holby. Rice versus Holby. Holby's. I still take the Islanders.